Fair use. Fair use. Here we go. Father God, we come before you now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we're assembled in the name of Jesus. Father God, we come before you and I admit before these people and yourself that I am nothing, that there's no word in my mouth that's going to help anyone. But you have all power, all knowledge, all glory, all praise goes to you, Lord Jesus Christ. And so, Father, we come before you now and we ask that you'd send angels into this building that you would surround us with your heavenly host, that you would drive out every foul, wild, wicked spirit that would try to hinder the word of God from coming forth. We pray there'd be a great openness, a liberty. We ask for the Holy Ghost to come sweep in amongst us, Lord. Father, this is serious business. We take it very, very seriously, Lord, and I know you do too. Lord, let Jesus be glorified tonight, and we ask it in his name, rejoicing in your salvation. Amen. Amen. Uh, Brother Vic is right. Um, 13 years I worshiped rock and roll music as my God. Now that's no different than uh, millions upon millions of young and not so young people all over the world. For the better part of 40 years, rock and roll has been one of the biggest religions on the face of the earth. Now I was raised up in a church. I knew the difference between right and wrong as a boy. My parents raised me right. But when rock and roll took over, nothing else mattered. And so when I came into my early teens, I got hooked. I became a rock and roll junkie, and I spent thousands and thousands of dollars on records and tapes and books and compact discs, uh, all of these things, posters, concert tickets, everything associated with the worship of rock and roll. I also could not just listen to it, I had to start playing it too. And so for seven of those 13 years, I played heavy metal on a local level in the state of Ohio. And I'm not proud of any of this. This is shameful. I went down into the pit. I became a drug addict, a criminal. I've been in a jail twice, and it's no fun. Uh, I was an alcoholic. Wake up drinking whiskey in the morning. And by the way, people drink because they're depressed. That's why they do that. And if you don't have Jesus Christ in your heart, you've got no reason to get up and go through the day. This is why our society is crumbling. This is why things are the way they are because people are searching for every possible answer except Jesus. Now those of you who know Christ as your Savior, would you go back to what you were? Back to what? To death? People ask my wife and I many times, 10 years we've been in this ministry, 10 years the Lord has put us here by His grace, not anything we've done. And people will ask us and they'll say, well, what do I have to give up to come to Jesus? Two things you must give up to come to Christ. Pride and death. That's it. Pride and death. So here I am in the early part of uh, the 1980s, drug addicted, rock and roller, alcoholic, in jail. And you know what? Sometimes the Lord has to let us get down so far that we can't go any further. And then there's nowhere else to look but up. And so for the first time in my life, in September of 1984, I heard the preaching of the Word of God with power and authority under the unction of the Holy Ghost. Even though I had been raised up in a church system and I had an intellectual knowledge of Jesus, He was not in my heart. And I, I heard a preacher put it this way, a lot of people are going to miss heaven by 18 inches. They've got Jesus Christ in their head, but they have never opened up their heart and acknowledged Him as Savior and called upon His name and repented of their sins. I heard preaching, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. How shall they hear without a preacher? It pierced me deep. I realized I was a sinner. Romans 3.23, nobody had to tell me that. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I knew that. I was willing to repent of my sins. Luke 13.5, the Lord Jesus Christ said, Nay, I tell you, except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. And I said, Lord, I'm not a master of the Bible. I don't have all the answers, but I know this is going to kill me. And I also realized that hell is a real place full of real people. And then if I died in that state without Christ, I would go there. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. 
He is Lord. He is Savior. He's not some figure in a stained glass window. He's as real as you and me, and he just happens to be God. I believe, and I'm not ashamed to confess. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek, Romans 1.16. I'm not ashamed of Jesus Christ. Don't you ever be ashamed of him either. He wasn't ashamed of you when he hung naked on a cross, bleeding and dying for your sins. That's how much he loved you and me. And Romans 10, 13, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Not might be, not could be, shall be saved. I called upon the name of the Lord in September of 84. I gave up and surrendered to Christ. And the next day when I woke up, no desire for drugs, no desire for booze, got hard to lie, couldn't think like a criminal anymore, become a new creature in Christ. Not perfect, just forgiven. And you know what? Jesus Christ can do that in your life too. I'm nobody special. He can do it. He's well able. It's just you. That's the question. Are you willing to turn from your sins, call upon the name of the Lord, inherit eternal life? Everything will change for the better. So that's my testimony. And if you're saved, you've got one too. And nobody here in this room tonight and nobody listening to what I've just told you over the airwaves can ever say they were never told the truth. You've just been told the truth. It's so simple, a child could do it, and many have. Get on your knees, break your heart, lay down your pride, surrender to Christ. Call upon his name. You shall be saved if you would do that thing. And I learned a long time ago, get the plan of salvation out early because you never know who's going to run out or walk out in the middle. People get mad. Uh, people get nervous. But what is it that's making you nervous? Could it be the Holy Ghost? Be the Holy Spirit, the living God, starting to put his finger on some things in your life. So we get the plan of salvation out early. Uh, we're going to talk about rock and roll voodoo. Rock and roll voodoo. Um, who's got Bibles? Oh, Amen. Praise God, we can still come to an open assembly with the Bible in our hands. Nobody taking it away from us. Nobody busting down the doors with machine guns. The Word of God is not bound. The Word of God cannot be bound. I'll tell you what, friends, it never ceases to amaze me. People will fight and argue, rock and roll, is it really satanic? Our nation on the verge of civil war right now. It's getting tense out there. And people wanting to fight and argue about whether rock and roll is satanic. Of course it's satanic. Anybody with an ounce of sense and two brain cells knocking together can see that. But if you're enslaved, it's hard to see things, isn't it? If you're deceived, you don't know it, do you? No, it takes the word of God to come out of deception. So let's take a look at what God has to say. Well, I didn't know the Bible had anything to say about rock and roll. I thought we were going to look at some cartoons. No, let's see what God has to say. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 20 through 22. Now, when I was preaching, I had the privilege of preaching in Northern Ireland. I've been there five times and due to go back again, if Lord's willing, in September... And we went to a Christian bookstore, and we were talking with the owner, and we said, we have a meeting tonight, why don't you come on out? And he said, well, what's it about? We said, rock and roll voodoo, and he laughed. Oh, he thought that was funny. Rock and roll voodoo? You know, people are thinking of uh, 1950s black and white Hollywood B-movies uh, out in the jungle. Hey, Buana, and the drums are beaten, and they think that's what it's all about. They don't understand that voodoo is a religion. And so is rock and roll. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 20 through 22 says this. But I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to what? Devils, and not to God. And I would not that ye should have fellowship with devils. Ye cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. Ye cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and of the table of devils. Do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? Now that's especially for you and me, Christian. We cannot sit at the table of devils and drink that cup and eat from that plate. Well, I don't worship devils. What kind of power do you think fuels rock and roll? 
Had a brother here tonight showed me one of the newest magazines of heavy metal rock, the underground stuff that is soon to become mainstream. Absolutely make you sick to your stomach. You can't believe what's out there. The blood and the gore and the Satanism and the blasphemy of Jesus Christ. Now, part of voodoo is all tied up in this, and we'll prove that to you before we're done. But let's, uh, let's go over to Psalm 106, please. We cannot partake of the table of devils. Let's go to Psalm 106. The Gentiles sacrifice their children to devils. Anything like that going on today at the Milwaukee Coliseum or any major city where rock and roll is played? Psalm 106, verses 34 through 40. This will give you some perspective on what we're talking about. Psalm 106, verses 34 through 40. It says this, They, that is the Israelites, did not destroy the nations concerning whom the Lord commanded them, but were mingled among the heathen and learned their works. Kind of like Christians playing Christian rock, right? Mingled among the heathen and learned their works. Verse 36, and they served their idols, which were a snare unto them. This is much of like what it is today, but, uh, Coming with uh, Christian rock and Christian rap, um, it's always been that way. I, I've seen, you know, when I was coming up, uh, when I got born again and fellowship with other young Christians when I was younger, that was the thing. That was that was the thing back in the day, and it was Christian rap and you know, Christian rock, and uh, you know. Um, I guess people tried to wean off the secular music, but it just brought you right back to it. Broad is the path of destruction, narrow is the gate to eternal life. The gate is narrow and very few people stay on it. That's why you can have Christian rockers today doing tributes to the Beatles, Antichrist communists. What? Are we so blind? You mean somebody's going to defend something like that? What did the Bible just say? They served their idols. They served John Lennon's idol, which were a snare unto them. Verse 37, yea, they sacrificed their sons and their daughters unto want. Devils, there's that word again, and shed innocent blood, even the blood of their sons and of their daughters, whom they sacrificed under the idols of Canaan, and the land was polluted with blood. Thus were they defiled with their own works and went a-whoring with their own inventions. Therefore was the wrath of the Lord kindled against his people insomuch that he abhorred his own inheritance. All right, all right. What's this got to do? They're sacrificing their children to devils. Let me give you a little bit of history. This is easily proven. You can look it up for yourself. There was a place south of Jerusalem called the Valley of the Son of Hinnom, also called Tophet. Tophet has to do with cremation and also the pounding of a drum, the smiting of a drum. And this is what would happen. God's people, now not all of them, no, but some, enough, would come and bring their firstborn children to the priests, not the high priests of God, but the priests who had embraced paganism, who had been mingled with the heathen and had served their idols, and they would come to this place at night, the Valley of the Son of Hinnom, and they would bring their firstborn child, and they would offer it as a prosperity sacrifice. I mean, you can always have more children, right? They would offer their babies, they would give it to the priest, and my understanding is this, there was a huge uh, metal idol whose arms would spring forward to hold the baby, and the belly was hollow, and fire could be kindled in that thing until it became red hot and then white hot. And the child was handed to the priest, and the child was dedicated to whatever devil they were serving. And that baby was placed in the arms of this idol and burned alive. But to drown out the screams, the drums began pounding and pounding and pounding. And then you had dancing, and you had fornication, you had demon possession and you had the ritual murder of children. That is what the Bible is talking about, and that is what is going on in rock concert halls all over America and the rest of the world. The children's souls are burning. The flames are on the stage. The high priests are out there commanding worship, demanding worship. And young people say, well, I don't really worship it. Well, how much money do you spend on it?
your God and my God is where we spend our time, energy, and money. That's your God. It's who you run to when you are afraid, when you're joyful, when you're hurt, and when you're lonely and you're sad. That's your God, and that's my God. And for millions upon millions of young and not-so-young people today, their God is rock and roll. Their God is music. Now, voodoo is the same thing, and we'll prove that to you before we're done. Voodoo has the same elements as what was going on in the Valley of the Son of Hinnom. One more scripture, please. One more. Deuteronomy 32. Deuteronomy chapter 32. Now, God abhorred this thing. God never commanded that babies were to be killed. That came out of the pit of hell. That came from Satan's mind. And that will show you just how far down our society has fallen today. Deuteronomy 32, 15 through 23. Deuteronomy chapter 32, beginning to read at verse 15. But Jeshurun waxed fat and kicked. Now, Jeshurun is another name for the people of Israel. Waxed fat and kicked. Thou art waxen fat, thou art grown thick, thou art covered with fatness. Then he forsook God, which made him, and lightly esteemed the rock of his salvation. They provoked him to jealousy with strange gods. With abominations provoked they him to anger. They sacrificed unto, what? Devils, not to God, to gods whom they knew not, to new gods that came newly up, whom your fathers feared not. Of the rock that begat thee, thou art unmindful and hast forgotten God that formed thee. The whole nation's forgotten God. Ah, but the church hasn't forgotten God, have we? We know there's a God in heaven. And by the way, he holds these wicked people in charge of our nation and our world in derision. The Bible says he laughs at them. They're puny attempts to set up new world order and do all the things they think they're going to get done. Enslave Christians. Verse 19, and when the Lord saw it, he abhorred them because of the provoking of his sons and of his daughters. Verse 20, and he said, I will hide my face from them. I will see what their end shall be, for they are a very froward generation, children in whom is no faith. No faith in God, but plenty of faith in rock and roll. What the Bible is teaching us very clearly is what happened south of Jerusalem can and is happening today. Children are being sacrificed to devils. The power of Satan is growing, and there is a thread that runs through the whole thing. Rock and roll and voodoo are the same thing. Voodoo consists of blood sacrifice, incredible pounding drumming, wild dancing, which leads to fornication and demon possession. That's what voodoo is. It's a religion. That's what rock and roll is. It's a religion. We'll go ahead and turn the lights out, please. Uh, we don't have to have complete darkness, whatever you think is necessary so that we can see. We'll go right to our slides. Rock and roll voodoo. And by the way, um, what I'm going to read for you here in these next couple of minutes is not my words. These are words from the people who have been at the top of rock and roll for 30, 40 years. This is from their mouth, not mine. And so for all those young people that say, well, uh, you're just a redneck evangelist. Well, I haven't been out in the sun long enough to get my redneck yet. You're just a redneck evangelist. Uh, you're just making a big deal out of nothing. Well, let's see what the rock stars say. We'll go ahead and turn the lights out, please. David Lee Roth. David Lee Roth was one of the biggest uh, singers of the last uh, 10, 15 years. He sang for Van Halen for years and years. They uh, have sold multiplied millions of albums and tapes and compact discs. Here's what David Lee Roth's bodyguard, Eddie Anderson, said. This is from Hit Parader, November 85, page 43. David Lee Roth's bodyguard, Eddie Anderson, quote, actually, we went to the birthday of the devil in Haiti, and that scared the blank out of me. Every year they celebrate the birthday of the devil there. They sacrificed a chicken. One high priest puts the body of the chicken in his mouth. The second high priest puts the head in his mouth, and they rip it apart. Dave just watched. It was very scary, but it was fun. So if you ever wonder, brother, sister, what these rock stars do in their spare time, this is what they do. They run down to the voodoo capital of the world, places like Haiti and elsewhere all over the world, and they sit in on these satanic sacrifices, and they absorb that demonic power, and then they take it back to their high-tech sound booths, and it comes out of radios, 
and uh, uh, Walkmans and cars and trucks all over the West. Let's go to the next one, please. Uh, let's go forward, please. One more, please. Let's go all the way back, and then we'll come all the way up. We'll go all the way back to the 50s. Little Richard was playing rock and roll when Elvis Presley was still driving a truck for Crown Electric. Here's what Little Richard said, quote, my true belief about rock and roll is this. I believe this kind of music is demonic. A lot of the beats in music today are taken from voodoo, from the voodoo drums. If you study music in rhythms like I have, you'll see that is true. I believe that kind of music is driving people from Christ. Now, brother, sister, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, when the preachers down south were pounded on the pulpits and saying, it's the beat, it's the beat, it's the beat. Weren't they laughed at and mocked? Didn't people think that was just ridiculous? Do you know what? They were right. Now, they may not have had the best education in the world and been able to put it in terms that everybody could understand, but they knew what they knew. It was voodoo. It was the beat. It was doing things to kids. It was changing their personalities. It was demonic power in action. Little Richard said so. Next one, please. Uh, Jerry Lee Lewis created an international furor when he married his 13-year-old cousin, Myra, and he was banned from playing in Britain. Uh, here's what Jerry Lee Lewis said. Quote, man, I got the devil in me because I'm dragging the audience to hell with me. How am I going to get them to heaven with a whole lot of shaking going on? You can't serve two masters. You'll hate one and love the other. He said he was demon-possessed. Let's go to the next one, please. Let's come up into the 60s. Jerry Garcia of the Grateful Dead. By the way, in 19... Well, aren't these guys all washed up, huh? Uh, most of them have gray ponytails and they're pushing 50, some of them. Aren't they washed up? Uh, couldn't sell 10 tickets to their relatives? No. 1991, the Grateful Dead grossed 34.7 million. 34.7 million in 91. Here's what Jerry Garcia did, said, quote, We've also seen the effect of all of a sudden we find a certain kind of feeling or a certain kind of rhythm. And the whole place is like a sea, and it goes boom, boom, boom. It's like magic. It always seemed as though the equipment was able to respond in its own way. There were always magical things happening, voices coming out of things that weren't plugged in. And God, it was just totally mind-boggling to wander around this maze of wires and stuff like that. Sometimes they were like writhing and squirming. Demonic voices coming out of speakers that aren't even plugged in. That's called sorcery. That's the power of drugs and LSD combined with the power of the rhythm. Let's go to the next one, please. We're still in the 60s. Uh, Jim Morrison of the Doors. De dead at 27, by the way. And he's not spending any money now. He's in hell. Pathetic. Now, it doesn't give me any pleasure to say that. But it's just the truth. Everybody in this room and everybody listening right now, you have a spirit in you that will never die. Why? Because God put it there. These bodies are going to wear out, but your spirit's not going to die. Where's it going to go? And by the way, you don't know if the cancer is not already growing in your body tonight. You have no idea what's going to happen when you leave this room. There could be the crash of metal and glass. It happens all the time. It happens every day. You close your eyes here, five seconds later, you'll open them somewhere. Your spirit will still be alive. You'll still have vision. You'll still have memory. You'll still have desires. But without the blood of Christ, you will not have eternal life. You won't be able to go to heaven to be with Jesus. And that's where Jim Morrison is right now. It's a sad, sad thing. Here's what Ray Manzarek of The Doors said, organ player for The Doors. Quote, it was the same way with The Doors when we played in concert. The sets didn't last that long, but I think that our drug experiences let us get into it that much quicker. We knew the symptoms of the altered state so that we could try to approximate it. It was like Jim was an electric shaman, and we were the electric shaman's band pounding away behind him. Now, a shaman is another word for a witch doctor. Ray Manzarek, quote, Sometimes he wouldn't feel like getting into the state, but the band would keep on pounding and pounding, and little by little, it would take him over. Now, if that's what's happening to the stars on the stage, what's happened to the kids in the seats? Let's go to the next one, please. We'll come up into the 80s. On the right there is Eric Carr. 
used to drum with Kiss. He doesn't drum with him anymore because he's dead. He died at age 41 of a cerebral hemorrhage. First he had cancer and they cut the cancer out of him. And then uh, something exploded in his brain and he sat in a wheelchair for about a week or so and then died. So Eric had 10 years on top for an eternity in hell. Some deal, huh? Well, what was it that sent Eric to hell? Listening to rock and roll? No. Listening to rock and roll won't send you to hell. Was it drugs? No. Putting a needle in your vein won't send you to hell. What sends people to hell? Neglecting or rejecting the blood of Jesus Christ. That's what sends people to hell. And Satan will use all these other things to block them and block you from ever coming to that knowledge of Christ. Here's what Eric said. Quote, We've always basically worked the same way. We summon up the spirits and they do the work for us. Did you hear him? We summon up the devils and they do the work for us. Now, Eric had a big mouth and he was not allowed to continue. Let's go to the next one, please. Maybe that was just hype, right? Well, listen to the lyrics here. 1992 Kiss album, Revenge, songs called Unholy. Here's what it says. You tell me if this is an act or not. Quote, I am the incubus. I lay the egg in you, the worm that burrows through your brain. I'm the lord of the flies. You know I'm unholy. From the left hand of power comes the father of lies, unholy, unholy. It's not an act. It's a religion, just like voodoo. Let's go to the next one, please. Uh, David Bowie. Uh, by the way, these people come and go. Some of them are big, uh, and then you don't hear from them for a while. And then a few years go by, and they're right back on top again. But the fact remains that people like Bowie live in castles in England. They've got palaces all up and down the East Coast. They're chauffeured in Rolls-Royce limousines. They have, some of them, a quarter of a billion dollars in the bank. And here's what David Bowie said about rock. Quote, rock has always been the devil's music. You can't convince me that it isn't. I believe that rock and roll is dangerous. It could well bring about a very evil feeling in the West. And that's where I see it headed, bringing about the dark era. I feel that we're only heralding something even darker than ourselves. This is from the mouth of the people that make the music. They're all saying the same thing. It's demonic. It's demonic power. It's based on voodoo rhythms. It's based on the power of Satan. We call up the spirits. I'm an incubus. I put an egg in you. You're my slave. You do what I tell you. That's what they're saying. Oh, but it's just hype. That makes them liars. If that's true, it's just hype. That means they're lying to you, making a fool out of you. This is no lie. They're telling the truth for the first time in their lives. Let's go to the next one, please. We'll come all the way up into the 90s. Skid Row, Sebastian Bach. Here's what he says, quote, The power of walking out on stage and raising your hands and having 20,000 or 80,000 people raise them up with you is unbelievable power. It goes back to the power of the shamans and the witch doctors. Electronic witch doctors, that's what you've got on stage today. So that's from the 50s to the 90s. They're all saying the same thing. We are plugged into the power of the shaman, of the witch doctor. Let's go to the next one, please. Uh, Michael Jackson. Uh, by the way, you know what Michael Jackson makes every day to do absolutely nothing? $164,000. That's what it works out to be. $164,000 a day. The President of the United States makes $582 a day. Michael Jackson is more powerful than the president. He's more powerful than many a premier and many a leader. Here's what he says. Quote, when I hit the stage, it's all of a sudden a magic from somewhere that comes and the spirit just hits you and you just lose control of yourself. That's called demon possession. The spirit hits him and he's not in control anymore. Let's go to the next one, please. This is what a demon-possessed person looks like. And some of them happen to be the most famous, influential, and rich people on the face of the earth. Let's go to the next one, please. I want to explain some things about voodoo, and this will bring it all together for you. Here are some quotes. Quote, in Haitian voodoo, as in Africa, the drum is holy. The drummer is seen merely as the servant of the drum, 
but through his drum he has great influence on the ceremony. Each loa or demon prefers a fundamentally different rhythm and the drummer knows them all and all their variations. He can often invoke possession by what he plays. And I've been told that at the voodoo ceremonies when they begin, the drummer is saluted. It can't begin without that. He is in control. And when these demons come upon the people, the drummer knows what devils on what person by the way they move. Listen to this, quote, there's a whole language of possession, a different expression and stance for each god. All the accounts are clear that a god is instantly recognizable by its movements, and the movements are different for each. You know what we call that today? Dancing. Dancing. Brother, sister, we're going to show our age now. Do you remember in the 60s when the kids started to dance? Only it wasn't really dancing. They were rolling around on the ground and jumping up and down like somebody dropped some matches down the back of their trousers. It's called demon possession. Devils come upon people and they start to do strange things. They start to look in weird ways. Now here's something very interesting. Please listen closely. The words boogie, mojo, juke, cool, funky, and jazz are not American slang. They are actual African words in the key Congo language. Now here they are again. Boogie, mojo, juke, cool, funky, and jazz. Not American slang, real words in the key Congo language, and they all have to do with sorcery and with voodoo. Let's go to the next one, please. Anybody know who that is? Uh, that's close. It's uh, Brian Jones, who founded the Rolling Stones, died at 27 in his swimming pool. Nobody knows how. Brian Jones was the first one to incorporate voodoo into rock and roll. And way back in 1967, he traveled to Africa to record music from a tribe called the Jujuka. And once a year, the Jujuka holds something called the Rites of Pan, in which they call up this demonic principality. Brian Jones got that thing on tape. He took it back to England and incorporated it into Rolling Stones music. Do you know which album? Their Satanic Majesty's Request. Isn't that a coincidence? Uh, we'll play it for you. We're going to uh, let you hear the real thing. Now, by the way, it's not my intention to vex anybody's spirit. We keep these things very, very short. But at the same time, I can stand here for 20 minutes and explain something, or we can play 20 seconds of music. You'll understand right away. This is The Rites of Pan from Jujuka, recorded by Brian Jones of the Rolling Stones. Go ahead. Jagger did it again around about 1990. Long after Brian Jones was rotten in his grave, Mick Jagger went back to the Jujuka, recorded more of their devil-raising music, and put it on Steel Wheels, album and tour, which made them $110 million. So what you have coming out of the stereos and the Walkmans and the radios today in Europe and in America and over the rest of the world is really high-tech voodoo. It's the real thing. These people travel the ends of the earth to absorb this music. Why? Because they know there's power in it. Let's go to the next one, please. We'll show you what Brian Jones looked like. Oh, uh, this is Rolling Stones. They've been out on tour again. They just stopped. What was the name of their tour and album? Voodoo Lounge. Isn't that weird? What a coincidence. And by the way, how did their sets begin when they first came out on stage? With the pounding of the drums. Let's go to the next one, please. We'll show you what Brian Jones looked like when he came back from Africa. Next one, please. Thoroughly demon-possessed, out of his mind. He believed a, a curse had been placed on him, and it was, through the music. Let's go to the next one, please. Anybody recognize him? Oh, my. Sweet, innocent Paul McCartney. He would never have anything to do with voodoo, would he? Isn't he washed up? Oh, listen to this. The Guinness Book of World Records gave Paul a triple superlative award. He has sold at least 100 million singles, 60 gold records. He was the solo performer attracting the largest paying audience of 1990. 184,000 people 
came out in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil to hear one man. In 1992, his personal fortune was estimated at $700 million. Now here's what the Beatles press officer, Derek Taylor, who worked for them for years, here's what he said about the Beatles, including Paul, quote, they're completely antichrist. I mean, I am antichrist as well, but they're so antichrist, they shock me, which isn't an easy thing. Now let's take a listen to McCartney's first solo album, and you tell me if the voodoo influence is there or not. Listen for the drums in each one of these cuts. Go ahead, brother. That's the 60s. Let's come up in the 70s. Go to the next one, please. Alice Cooper. Oh, I'm sorry. This is uh, Paul and his wife, Linda. And Linda is doing the double cornuto side of allegiance to Satan, which you find on the back of the Satanic Bible by Anton LaVey. That's the corner sign. You also see it on these uh, Spider-Man movies and Spider-Man comic books. You also see some politicians doing it. <clears throat> you know. You also saw Trump doing it as well. This stuff is deep. Satan does run the world. That's not deaf sign language for I love you. Let's go to the next one, please. We'll come up into the 70s. Alice Cooper. Oh, isn't that guy washed up? No, he's on tour again. He's out there making more money. What's the name of this game? The parents listen to this stuff 25 years ago. And what Satan wants to do is to get their kids to listen to the same thing. So now there's no discernment. The only people left that know what's what are grandpa and grandma, and they're so out of it. You just don't understand. You had your music, we've got our music, and Satan's got his music too. Alice Cooper, 1971, the song is called Black Juju. Listen for the drums. the night a melody black flowed out of my breath searching for death but bodies need rest black juju juju is an african form of witchcraft it's a powerful form of voodoo according to ex-satanist william schneblin all right that was the 70s let's come up into the 80s next one please stephen tyler and aerosmith aerosmith had season tickets to the detox centers but then they cleaned up and everybody said it's great they're back on top they had an album called Pump in 1989 that sold millions of copies. And here's what Steve Tyler of Aerosmith said, quote, to look back in retrospect, it's the scariest, most incredible thing to know that you're blessed because it's flowing through us. We're just a bunch of channels. Let's listen to this song by Aerosmith, 1989, called Voodoo, Medicine Man. What you hear first is, I was left there for dead, and then the drums take over.
What you just heard, brother, sister, for the better part of four decades is an unbroken thread. The sound of the power of voodoo, the voodoo, which is the snake god. These people know what they're doing. They're tied into this power source. It's not an act. It's a religion. Let's go to the next one, please. Anybody know who that man is? Let me ask you a question. Who is the king of rock and roll? Uh, most people would say Elvis. This man is the real king of rock and roll. His name is Robert Johnson, and he is the man who defined the blues. What we're going to show you now, if the Lord will help us, is how this voodoo thing came about today. It came through a music called the blues. There's an unbroken thread that runs all the way back to the voodoo ceremonies of Ghana, of the Yoruba, and all this other stuff. We'll give you a little history in just a minute, but this is Robert Johnson. This is a quote. Johnson followed each of these blues musicians around the juke joints, learning tunes and techniques. He disappeared for six months, and then he could play anything. Where he went to, no one knows for certain. But he certainly seems to have linked his increased playing skill to the Delta belief derived from Yoruba myth that a blues man could master his instrument by going out to a crossroads in the dead of night and handing it to the devil. One of Robert Johnson's songs was called Crossroads. We're going to listen to another one of his songs, 1937. It's called Me and the Devil Blues. Years before ACDC were even born, this is what this man was singing. Quote, I said, hello, Satan. I believe it's time to go. Me and the devil was walking side by side. I'm going to beat my woman until I get satisfied. Go ahead, brother. I believe it's time to go. Me and the devil was walking side by side. Me and the devil was walking side by side. That's fine, brother. That was 1937. Let's go to the next one, please. We'll come up to, or back to 1935. Listen carefully to this song, and then we're going to show you how the blues became rock and roll. Go ahead. 1935. Okay, let's come up to 1973. Just let it play, brother. All down the street, Fine, brother, turn that off, please. Who is that band? Rolling Stones. Forty years later. You see these punks in English slums like the Stones and the Beatles and Eric Clapton and Jimmy Page and Led Zeppelin. All of these guys were hooked into the blues. Where'd the blues come from? This is history that I'm going to give you right here. People are scared to death to tackle this thing. They're afraid of being called a racist. I'm just giving you the facts. You don't believe it? Go check it out yourself. It's Fortunately, <clears throat> to actually bring this up, you may have some, you know, some very progressive Christians try to say you're being racist. Many satanic tricks to try to hide the truth. Men love darkness because their deeds are evil, as the Bible says. Let's continue. I have to get into understanding that, you know, all cultures, <clears throat> black, white, Asian, Chinese, Polish, Ukrainian, whatever, they all worship the devil before they knew, the, knew about Jesus Christ. Easily proven. 
The slave trade came into the Caribbean from Africa uh, almost 400 years ago. At the same time, you had white slaves being exported from Ireland by Henry Cromwell, Oliver's brother. We would call those people Wiccans or pagans or witches. They both met in the Caribbean. The Celtic witchcraft and all of their music, the voodoo stuff from the continent of Africa, came together in the Caribbean islands because of the slave trade so that in one generation you had black children that were speaking Gaelic. You know, you learn a whole lot more about history, reading it on your own, than you do from the public schools. Pretty interesting. So now we see in here, it was black people that were into the occult and white people that were into the occult. And this is how we got the music we got today. So I don't see where the racism's at. It wasn't long until that all moved up with the music into New Orleans, which was the biggest pagan city in the U.S. They had major dances and voodoo uh, festivals held there in a place called Congo Square. This was after the Civil War, the time of Reconstruction. Some of the voodoo queens of those um, meetings later became the mothers of illegitimate children who were the first of the blues and jazz musicians. People like Jelly Roll Morton and some of these other guys. Now, when these punks in England got hold of that music across the water and they electrified it and they made it palatable for every culture across the face of the earth, and that's where we're at today. And the root of it all was the blues. Let's go to the next one, please. Uh, by the way, you go all the way back to the 50s. They were talking about voodoo then, too. Let's go ahead and play it, please. Chuck Berry. I done call up a gypsy woman on a telephone. That's fine, brother. Going to send out a worldwide hoodoo. Back in 1954, going to send out a worldwide voodoo curse. Let's go to the next one, please. Here's a quote. Next slide, please. Chuck Berry faces jail on Peeping Tom gay porn scandal. You say, these guys are too old to live like the devil. No, they've all been perverts from the start. Rock and roll legend Chuck Berry, this is a quote, was charged in St. Charles, Missouri Thursday with marijuana possession and child abuse. The child abuse charges allege that Berry made films of youths under 17 years of age for the purpose of sexual stimulation. A former cook at a restaurant Berry owns in Wentzville filed suit against Berry in December, alleging that he used hidden cameras to take pictures of women while they were using the bathroom. That's the kind of people that founded rock and roll. Let's go to the next one, please. We'll go in the 50s and we'll come right up to the 90s and we'll show you how the blues became what we would call today heavy metal. It's sad to say this has been a, a running occurrence with these uh, um, rock and roll musicians, okay? Uh, you have with uh, Manowar, one of the artists, one of the musicians in the, in the band was uh, in a child porn scandal. Um, we have, have in rap music, uh, funk music, African Bombada, okay, and he's in a, uh, he was in a uh, child molestation investigation where he had scrapbooks of the kids that he molested, young boys that he molested, and um, his mind was just warped with a lot of the occult and pornography and stuff like that. Um, not sure what else happened when it came to that case, uh, the investigation. But even you can see into rap music, uh, you can see that uh, the same sick uh, energy, satanic energy is there as well. Uh, Elvis Presley played the blues, but he changed it a little bit in 1957. Go ahead, sir. It became rhythm and blues. That's fine, brother. Let's turn that off, please. Everything changed from that day onward, and it's never been the same since. For the first time ever, you had a massive youth culture that had their own music, their own uniform, their own language, and their own marching orders, and their doctrine was this. 
rebel against all authority. That was their music. It had been the blues and all of this music that had been underground and segregated America now burst out because of Elvis Presley. Let's come up to 1969 and we'll show you where heavy metal comes in. Let's go to the next one, please. Led Zeppelin. You know you shook me. You shook me all that long. You know you shook me, baby. You shook me all that long. That's fine, brother. Let's turn that off, please. By the way. Jimmy Page and Robert Plant are on tour again. And they were on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine about a month ago. And you know what the heading was? Second coming. Would these guys go to the cross for you? Did they shed one drop of their blood for you? They'll take your money, but they don't love you. Why would you support something like that? This is a dead end dream that's going to become an eternal nightmare called hell. And Satan has crafted this thing carefully for the better part of 60 years because he doesn't want you to hear the truth. He doesn't want you to accept Christ. He wants you to think that Christians are a bunch of money-grubbing hypocrites. Jesus Christ is the only way out. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me, John 14, 6. There's no other way. And these people are going to go to hell if they don't repent. They're going to send themselves there. Let's go to the next one, please. You see how the spirit was becoming so heavy and so oppressive through that blues music that was recycled by people like Led Zeppelin. And then by 1968, Jimi Hendrix turned it into heavy metal. And this song is called Voodoo Child. Go ahead. That's fine, brother. You know what that said, those lyrics? I stand up next to a mountain and I chop it down with the edge of my hand. That's demonic prophecy coming through the mouth of these people. He's talking about Mount Zion and I'm gonna chop it down. That's what the devil would like to do, but he can't do it, can he? Satan doesn't have all power, does he? Doesn't have all knowledge, does he? He's a created being, he's not God. He thinks he's God, but he's not God. There's only one God, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Only one, the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jimmy is not spending any money now. And Jimmy is not jamming with his favorite friends anymore. And he's not having sex and he's not cracking beers and he's not snorting coke. He's in hell. And if you could talk to him or any of these people that have died, like Lennon, well, who wants to read the list? It goes on and on forever. If you could talk to Hendrix today, would he say, hey, man, that preacher's a fool. He's just got some strange ideas. You don't need to listen to him. Why don't you go your own way? Do you know what Jimmy would say? He'd say, you need to shun this stuff and you need to call upon the name of the Lord and get on your knees before it's too late because it's too late for me. I'm in torment in these flames. Well, was it all just an act? This is what uh, Jimmy's girlfriend, Fane Pridgen, said. Quote, he used to always talk about some devil or something was in him, you know? And he didn't have any control over it. He didn't know what made him act the way he acted and what made him say the things he said and songs just came out of him. He was so tormented and just torn apart, and I used to talk about my grandmother and all her weird stuff, you know, and he used to talk about us going down there and having some brute lady or somebody see if she could drive the demon out of him. He was demon-possessed, and he knew it and couldn't do anything about it because nobody loved him enough to tell him the truth about Jesus Christ. Let's go to the next one, please. That's your friendly neighborhood preacher. He's not very far away from you, friends. That's Glenn Kaiser, based in Chicago, Christian Rock, 25 years, res band. And by the way, I've had the privilege to speak with Glenn Kaiser face to face. I say a privilege because God sent a nobody like me hundreds of miles to just look him in the eye and say, Jesus is not pleased with what you're doing, Glenn. See, Christ loves these people too. Christ loves them. Jesus isn't done with them. 
Jesus isn't done with you or me. Yes, those of us that have acknowledged him and turned from our sins and called upon his name were saved, but he's not done with us yet. And for those of you that don't know, I don't know about all this, man. I don't know if this is right or not. Listen, the Holy Spirit loves you. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus Christ. He loves you. God loves you. Christ loved you enough to go to the cross for you. That's why we're telling you these things. You can be saved. You can have eternal life. You can know it. All right. So that's it for now. Uh, I hope this blesses you guys and uh, you could see that the truth about Christian rock, Christian uh, anything that you just put a Jesus name on it and you think you could have it, all right? Um, these are the roots of rock music. You know, I used to listen to it when I was younger. Um, and it is satanic. It's just, there's no other way around it. The album covers, the music. People want to lie and say it isn't. It's just music. Well, we're going to take a look into this now. Global culture, African rock and roll roots. Think rock and roll is the devil's music? Blame it on the drums. The roots of rock can be traced all the way back to the throbbing tribal percussion of the Yoruba and the Ohmini. Peoples whose traditions stretch several hundred miles along the West African coast from Western Nigeria to Benin and Tongo, Togo. As the natives of the region were sold into slavery, their traditions gradually spread throughout the new world with Haitian voodoo, Brazilian Kondolimi, Cuban Santeria, and Trinidadian Shango, all originating from the same culture sources, cultural sources and all connected via the transatlantic slave trade. Each of these religions developed its own instruments and styles of rhythmic syncopation, but all had in common the ritualistic use of the hypnotic percussion as the basis of basis for transcendental and often trans-inducing songs of praise. As frightened slave owners in the Americas began to recognize the role of drums in non-Christian forms of worship and illicit means of communication, after all, they don't call it the talking drum for nothing. The slaves were largely forced to abandon both their religion religious practices and the use of drums but even as they developed a new form of praise song the spiritual the enslaved africans found it indigenous ways to hold on to their ancient musical traditions with the swing of the axe or a hammer done in time to the swing to the singing to keep the ever important beat with the abolition of slavery african-americans soon added instruments like the guitar and the harmonica to turn the spiritual spiritual into blues the blues into jazz, then rhythm and blues, then rock and roll, and later hip hop. Now, several hundred years after its original importation, still the beat goes on. Okay. This is, uh, this is what it is, people. This is what it is. And, um, Satan has been using this weapon for hundreds of years, okay? Even with hip-hop now, okay? Uh, it's been admitted that an ex-CIA agent has used hip-hop to destroy the masses, in, increase uh, prison populations, okay? That's what Satan does. Okay, see, Satan uses the government, uses many means, and with his followers, steal, kill, and destroy. Hope you're blessed with this knowledge and you're able to apply it to your life, your Christian life. Those who don't know God, I hope it helps you to repent and to follow him deeply, no matter the pain, no matter the cost. Please hit a like, hit the like button to help this video to go through the algorithm. 
I'm also on Spotify Fight to the Finish. Okay. And on Rumble. Okay. Fight to the Finish. Peace and God bless.